0: thank God for you coming on, Minister D. It's one of the things about Minister D. She uh, is my sister in the Lord. We serve together and D is a minister. She's an author. She's a mentor. She loves children. She is an intercessor. Her specialty is in the area of deliverance. So we serve and we've been serving for years together now. And I thank God for her tenacity. Um, a lot of Sometimes we wait till a person leaves here. But I'd rather tell you now, tell the, the world, that I thank God for her tenacity. One thing, I look at different people and I look at different qualities that God has given them and that tenacity you have to keep going, to keep going, to keep pushing, regardless of the obstacles. And I admire that person. I admire I admire that yes, because we can all take from each other and learn something to help us become even better and stronger. And so, glory be to God for how he moves in your life, how he's kept you, how he strengthens you day by day, how he's giving you wisdom and understanding and the love that you have towards God's people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. And you know, you know I love you. (laughs) And um, I, I kind of like see you as almost like big sis in the spirit, you know, and I appreciate you. Yes, we have worked together, whether it be from us being intercessors and didn't look at God saying, you know what? It's time for ministers to be our day at the same time. I think we were all ministering in the capacity of service, as we've learned from our pastor. Ministering is, ministry is service. And we've been so Lord all our lives, you know, in some shape or form, I am grateful for the community to serve you in so many different capacities. Absolutely. And so on tonight, I want to mention a couple of things first as it pertains to being a victim or a victim. And I know you're going to give us more information as we go through on tonight. So the first definition says a victim is someone with a victim mentality, which they only sees the problem around them. So what we look, at the victim mentality, these are people who only will see the problem around them. And then when we look at the definition of the word victor, the victim mentality will look within themselves to find solutions to carry on. A victim will usually use excuses to quit, while a victim will find a way to keep going. One of the questions I ask is, what causes a victim mentality? Because at some point in life, right, we've all had, we've all been a victim whether we like it or not. And I don't want to downplay this title or someone's experience because what you find a lot of times people be like, oh, why, you, why did you feel like you are a victim? No, we all have been a victim. But the issue becomes, do we stay where we are? Psalms 10 and 14 says, but you guys see the troubles of the afflicted. You consider their priest and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you because you are the helper of the fatherless. And I wanted to just use that scripture real quick. Because God knows where we are, He knows when we go through a loved one being killed, a husband or someone leaving, cheating, or doing something victimizing us, being abused, someone stealing our our identity, our credit card, someone you know. He knows when we're being victimized. And he says, "Consider their grief, and but take it in, because the victims commit themselves to God, and so that's just a." a little portion of what I wanted to share of how when we go through those situations when God when we know that we're being victimized, God sees that. We can give it to him. He says, Cast your cares on me for you care you care God for us. You care for me, right? Mm -hmm. And and so we know that people will be victimized. We know that people've been robbed. People've been killed. All types of things has happened to you and I, but at the end of the day, we have to commit that to God. We have to lay it out his feet we have to let know, God, this is where I'm at. And then we have to turn our mindset now to know. Because if Jesus died for us, we are victorious, right? We are, we are victorious, right? We are victorious. I just, um, I just am in total agreement with you. You know, we, my that, you know, we know the, the final outcome, you know, the victory was on the cross. You know, he, he, he paid it all on the cross. When he can got up, that was the victory, right, in itself. So if, I know when we're going through things, it's kind of hard for us to remember that. Because sometimes, you know, the enemy is cunning. You're going to come on one thing, come on another thing, and, you know, you start talking to yourself. You're having this negative self-talk. But if we realize that daddy is a king, and he laid it out on the cross, and he rose, and just in itself. So we have to be a product of victory, right? Amen. And um, to add to that, it's amazing how the enemy wants everyone, every believer, anyway, to think that um, there's no way out. Don't get me wrong, because it is a serious situation to go through devastation. Like I remember, I was so devastated, and I, I thought, if I didn't turn to God, really turn to God, really think back, because what I've experienced, a lot of people. Was in the cycle ward school. a lot of people had to take medication. Now, I'm not discounting medication because that helps us, you know. God created doctors, and that's part of healing. But I turned to God, and when I turned to help, I needed a part of me healed. I needed a part of me to be restored because devastation is—it is, takes a lot when you lose someone. That's a devastation, you know. We're not prepared to hear two, five minutes from now that somebody, has gone. we're not prepared to to hear when, when, when someone walk in the house, your husband and and they say, you know, I don't want to be in this marriage no more. We're not prepared when our child, you know, rises up against us and, and goes against, we're not prepared. It's just some things come, the enemy will come in. And life will drill us and you I don't always want to give the enemy all this glory out of it. It's part of life. It's part of just what we go through in life because people change. Mm-hmm. Things happen. And that's why I love God because he never changed. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Even when we right be, God is faithful. A lot of times we get these things and it gets in our minds and we become the victim. We, we, we stay in this victim mentality and that's where he wants us to be good. That's where he wants us to be unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's where he wants us to constantly get upset about things and feel like our lives will never change. Mm-hmm. And yes, we know some things ain't gonna change we won't come back. You know, um situations won't may may not both come together, but at the end of the day, when we turn our mindset from the victim mindset and we turn to the often the finish of our face, we look unto God. He does so many wonderful things. He stores. We think we lost something, but he replaced. And when God replaced, ain't nothing like it. <laughs> ain't nothing like it. <laughs> he is faithful and he does more than we can either think or imagine. And mm-hmm. that's why I love his ways are not our ways. And so tonight I wanted to encourage those that will join us and that will watch the podcast again, just to, to really listen in on tonight. We're going to go over some questions. If you guys have any questions, put it in the chat. Let us know. But I wanted you to expound tonight, Minister D, on the terms victor and victim and what that means to you. Well, I guess because victim, a victim has no control. A victim, I feel like they surrender their control. And, they, and a lot of times a victim does not know the power that's within them. A victor is t- into who they are. They know, they know design, their design, they are who the leader is, you know, and I can only speak spiritually, you know, but then I also can think about it even in sports, you know, lose, you know, you're on a losing team, you think that you got almost pressure of a victim, right? But when you're on a winning team, you're, you're the one winning all the time. You victors mentality, right? But a lot of times, my kids isn't weak, it ain't going to be, you know. It may it not be that you you, you in it in the end. You're winning the situation, but in the end, when you really approve uh, victor looks at the end result, what does this bring to me? How am I going to come out of this ahead? You know what I'm saying? How am I going? What does this bring to me? Now I have not been like that all my life. I'm tell you, I was a private. Okay, I, I'm the youngest of ten, thirteen kids. Whatever, I'm the youngest. And I was crabbing. So if I didn't get my what think that, you know, I, I was winning or it hurt me or, or a situation happened that I feel like control over I cried. I became a victim, you know, and you know, held on that victim mentality. But as you grow and you learn and you develop and it, tapping having your whole entire self, you know, I might be youngest, but guess what? David was the youngest. He was a baby out of nowhere. He was a baby, right? So, when we, you know, just thinking about that thing in my life as those type of things helped me because I had to shift, you know, I had to shift out of that, you know, I, I had to shift out of being a crybaby. I had to put my big girl panties on as they say in the street, you know, I had to get out, of, put, put my shoulders up, screw my shoulders up and get it together. And how like, I'm a former military veteran, so you would think that maybe that's what gave me this mentality, mentality of being a victim. No man, it was the spirit, the God that came in and sh- that whole entire thing. Me. So a victim does not really know who they are for sure, and a victor knows who they are and who they are. man and that's good because that ties into the series we're doing right now. who am I mm-hmm. Who am I And like you said, a victor knows who they are. I wanted to read this part real quick that I put together it says our supreme example of someone who was victimized but overcame a victim mentality is mm-hmm. Jesus. It is difficult for for when I watch that movie The Passion of the Christ and how they took those stripes on his back. To see the portion of the humiliation that Jesus endured when they plucked out his beard and they they spit on him, they put the vinegar for him to drink, they mocked his kingship. They mocked it. Then they put a crown of thorns on his head, They hung him to a cross and Jesus was completely innocent. And so in him was found no deceit, no guile, no sin of any kind. And if anyone had a right to have a victim mentality, it would be Jesus. Right? So you, you can only imagine. Can you imagine if he came out of the grave, violent vengeance? Mm-hmm. Imagine. Because he had all power. He had all power. He could have he, he had all power. Right. Right. Can you imagine if he came out of the grave feeling a for himself? Mm-hmm. You said something powerful. He said a oh, victor knows who they are. Right. It got you to the point he even praying for his the ones that's in the wrong, he says, Father, they know not what they do. They do they know not what they do, because mm-hmm. he knew he was. He had the he had the tendency assigned, but instead, it says, Jesus, at his lowest moment refused to let his critics, his accusers, and his murderers bring them down. Glory be to God. First so Peter two and twenty two and twenty three says Peter writes, he committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. And when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten up, but continued in trusting himself to him who judges justice. Mm-hmm. So Jesus put himself in the hands of God who judged, and there is no victim mentality in Jesus. So we're going to be in Christ Jesus, and you just said it, meant to be if we going to be in Christ Jesus, one of the things we gotta be we gotta know who we are, mm-hmm. and who we are. Mm-hmm. Amen? Exactly. Because everything in life some things are just gonna put us in that situation of being a victim. Like I said, home detail. your your bank account get hacked. Yeah. Your somebody breaking your house. Somebody take a call. Right? we mm-hmm. We're gonna be that's the thing. We're gonna Go through this victim stage, but we don't stay in that mentality. Mm -hmm. So, he was our, he he, showed us how to live out. He showed us. I wanted to also ask you was there ever a time that you were comfortable sharing how you felt as a victim? Like when you went through a a stage in your life, you knew you were victimized, you knew you had to go through. I know you just shared a hospital, you. As a child, was it ever a time to that you feel comfortable or uncomfortable? Well, I will say this: there's been many times in my life that I felt like a victim, even from a such an adult. You know, um, in and tell you know, my my testimony. Even the biggest situation in my life, I felt as an adult was you know going through the failure of my marriage, right? And I felt that that was not in my control, so I felt I could not control it. So a victim of this situation and took me out, you know, took me out totally. But, and even, you know, uh, there was a question that was put in the chat and in, in, in the comment section just now. And it was like something related to like, you're speaking to people who are in Christ, not those who are not in Christ. Well, I wasn't in Christ at one time, but I still had to develop a relationship with myself and who my maker, we all got one maker. I had to develop a, uh, a relationship with my maker to be able to have have the strength and tenacity that I needed to fight. Okay. Um, I have never been a fighter. And so when things happen to me, and, and especially the breakdown of the marriage, when that happened to me, I didn't know to fight. It's like, you know, I'm not good. I can't go to the street. You know, I'm not going to do these things. I'm a church girl. You know, I'm walking around here with my ankle, you know, Sister D at church, you know, revive PWW president. I'm thinking like, okay, now this is happening to me. It's public you know, people finally knowing or, you know, I'm trying to live this um life of not being a victim, but everywhere I'm going I'm crying. I'm getting at my desk, I'm crying at work. Waking up in the morning, I'm crying. I said surrender my whole entire spirit to the enemy and in this attack because I did not know how to fight. So that, that kept in a I mean in a bad state mentally, emotional, um de- Depression, anxiety, feeling less, less, no self worth. Because the thing about victimization is that it brings on all, all these other characters. It brings on depression. It brings on the anxiety. It brings on the lack of self. It brings out the, you know, lack of that. It brings all these, these things and you start seeing the ugly, the victim versus the beauty of the victim, the victorious, victorious person. So all I could see with that. And all that kept bringing in my in my day that I would go through was that situation. Because I had surrendered my rights, my authority, and I don't care, you know, you serve whatever you serve, you have authority, okay? You have authority. Surrender my authority to someone anytime someone's actions cause you to react, you have surrendered control to them. At that point they own you. So I was owned by this situation. It was all I could think about. And it was like a, a, a constant thing of what can I do to make this right? What is wrong with me? How can I fix this? And if I, the day that two things happened, one day I learned about JF and I learned about her spirit of a fighter, you know, unbeknownst person, just like David, but uh, a warrior mentality. And I started walking and breathing and feeding and meditating and constantly on JL. Started to shift in that. But then, and later on, I could still, you could smell victim on me. That's how bad it was. When I walked in the room, you knew I was a victim of something. That was, you could, you could see it in my clothes. You could see it in my attitude. I didn't have to say anything to you. I didn't have to tell you my story. But I that this hurt woman. But I told God at the beginning of all anything that has happened to me. That's not the only thing, you know. this that was my second marriage. So I think, okay, she never wants to be married again, that's a male. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but um I you know, you would think that I told God I said, Look, in this situation I have no control over. You know who I am? But I don't want to be better. what I do not want is to be better. I know God heard that. That day, she heard it exists, but I, it, I don't want to be better. I want to be worth something to someone else someday. So what do I need to do? And then as growing in Christ more and reading the word and seeing so many people victorious in God, it's like it started even more and more building up in me. But I had to kill some things, Jackie. Amen. Uh, I had to kill some things. So I had to go deep. I, I got a, a t-shirt I was going to wear and it said the healed warrior because wow. I was a wounded warrior. I was on the battlefield, living for Christ, doing what I needed to do and got hit. Wow. Kind of still doing work, praise and everything and going home. It's like, okay, Lord. Is today gonna to be the day that this is gonna be fixed? What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny the way God does things, it took a quiet, sweet spirit time for God to say enough, hook it up and shift. Boom. So I will say that we, we have to find the target to tap into the one thing because it wasn't a matter that had me, the, the that had me as a victim. It was life constant. Being a victim, constantly feeling like I'm on the other side versus you know putting in my position and pick. hey okay, now now what? See, because that's what JL did. You know, if you know the story mm-hmm. you know of JL, one of the things people don't realize is that she prepared to pay. If you really look into the history of the women, whenever they were traveling from village to village, the women were the ones Supposed to put up the tents, so they constantly they knew they knew how to open the stake, they knew how to put the stake in, they knew how to do all of that and prepared every day, and not knowing what they were preparing for. So, God has prepared us, we go in and do the internal work to realize, Hey, okay, I'm getting I'm working, I'm hitting this stake every day, go from area to area, zone like, territory, and I'm putting up this but when that one day then that that house might be used to stick a stake in his head, pay for everybody, amen. That's what it all boiled down to. There's a reason, yes, there's a reason, and that's good because I see Bryce posted and she said, and, and I thank God for what you just said. This is different, a little bit different. She said, We're speaking to women who have Christ, but how do you speak to women who don't have Christ? What do you say to those women who are hurting and they are looking for a way out? Those who are dealing with wounds emotionally, physically, verbally of victims. I'm a Christian, but I'd like you to address them, how to confront the issue, because everybody has triggers who've been wounded, whether you have Jesus or you do not have Jesus. As Christians, we know, but as you none know, say you're in the church, they don't know. you to touched on it. And I wanted to also touch on what you was just mentioning. Part of my life where our experience of being victimized at the time when it happened for me. I was not living for the Lord. I was not practicing, you know, doing any of those things. So basically, you know, I was doing my own thing. Just a little bit about me. I grew up in the church, you know, and then got saved at the age of 12. By the age of 20, 19, 20. You know, I was doing my own thing. To say it was a bad backslidden state because I was living my life as I thought it and doing my thing and you know it got to a point in my life where like you were saying Minister D um, things were happening and the things that were happening were I was a victim of this, I was a victim of that Um, and it was uh, was piling up, it was piling up, it was piling up and then I would go back to oh I can handle it I'm going to be fine Um, you know do my little crying, do whatever and then I get back to going Jackie And it got to a point at one one point in my life, and this is what I just believe for every individual, because we're going to keep going through hardships. We have our will, and then the enemy has a desire for our life, and then God has his will for our life, right? God is a gentleman. He's not going to try to overpower us or anything like that. But um, it got to a point where I had to really turn from doing things the way I wanted to do it. From handling the hurts, being a victim the way I was trying to handle it, to turning now, uh, um, and really saying, you know what? I need a different approach. I'm getting burned out. This isn't working. My way is not getting me. It's, it was no satisfaction there. It. it was no revival. Should I say I had no, I had happiness, but I didn't have joy. those are two different things and so I would say to the unstated women or men on tonight that you'll watch later is if you've been trying things your way if you've been going down a path and we want to continue to go down a path, we want to continue to be victimized or feel like somebody violated you or hurt you or things like that but when I was going down a path I had to turn from my way and I had to go back or ask the Lord for those that may be new to coming to Christ or those that may step away and now come back. We have to come back. And ask God to give you his mind, to give you his way, and recognize that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Our yoke, the world yoke is heavy and the burden is heavy. And there's no way we can bear the burden. There's no way, even with sometimes when we go through that burden just imagine if we didn't have it but when I turn to God and I say Lord if you don't help me I don't know how I'm going to make it if you don't fix this I don't know how it's going to be fixed if you don't help help me to have a forgiven heart because you can also go through our life and and, and then the, the sting from the problem will dissipate well what about the unforgiveness what about the force the memories, the things that try to have us go backwards, right? Someone to do something, a little bit of something of what you experienced, just a tiny bit, and now you got a PTSD episode from what happened ten years ago. And they ain't mean, they not meaning it that way, but that's how the enemy will try to magnify it. And so I needed the mind of Christ. So if someone's watching tonight, what I was saying is, we need We need the mind of Christ. We need his mind, his way, his spirit to keep us because we don't know what's going to happen next. But if we know that all things work together for the good of of them, that love Him that are called according to his purpose, then guess what? We can hold on to that hope because in Christ, we have a wonderful hope. In him, we have a wonderful destiny and it may not feel like it. You may not feel like this is worth it or what is going on, but there's a destiny outside of what we see here. This is not our home. This earth realm is not our final destination for those that believe. But those that may not have that, you may be unsaved, you may not understand. That's why I want to encourage you tonight to know that there's a, there's an option. You can continue to do your way or you can try God. And that's where I was in my life. I was like, Lord, I done tried so many things. I done tried to make all the money in the world. I done tried to this career, I done tried to, you know, um, make peace and, and make a happy home for, so I done tried all these things, but it wasn't until I really tried God that then He restored, you know, gave me another husband, gave me, you know, even another child. And so that's the thing, we gotta recognize what role we decided to take, because a lot of things we don't have to go for. And so what you were saying tonight, Minister Dean, is exactly right. Like you went through those things, you recognized unsafe person. It still would be the same thing that you would still have to do the internal work. So that you know, just like uh, you know, some things we do put ourselves in. Even when I wasn't safe, there's things that I did when I wasn't safe. The biggest thing is is retires the internal work. You know, because even though you put you if you put yourself in that situation, you did not. How is it affecting you now? How is it going to affect you tomorrow? prime example your baby you know your second child you know this just this is another marriage another child god has blessed you with that child sees who you are now not what if you took on bitterness and hurt and pain do you think that child would have the same spirit as she has now no so you gotta you know it's it's like even when you're going through even if you're not saved, it's the same thing. Just cause you're saved, that don't mean that you are not going to experience things. We experience exactly what other people experience, right? So, but the internal work tells us, I'm not going to let this take me over. Take me over. I'm not going to die in this, but you got to work and you got to lay on your face. You got to know, you know, the bad, the first thing about fighting a battle is fighting a battle by yourself. You know, but when you got a teammate with you, you being a, being Jesus, being the part, being your father, you're going into that not alone. You know, cause even, even an unsafe needs to know that you can't go into that alone. So you got to do the work. For Some people, it may take them, you know, I don't, I don't think that people go through things just because they're unsafe. We all, things, safe or unsafe, right? But the right. internal work that one does makes a difference. So how you look at the situation makes a big difference. Now, not all unsafe people act up with a situation. Not all, you know, not all people going to be like Peter, you know, they ain't doing that, you know, they ain't all going to cut up about things, you know, I think we sometimes say that well, if I'm unsafe, I, I can do this. If I'm saved, I could do this. Like, no. We not all of them have a reaction like you would think. People like, okay, everybody gonna act street, does not no, that's not the case. They still they may go into other situations. So do safe people. Right. Safe people deal with fighting off oppression. Say even though they know they're savior, they, they don't have internal to done, they still have to do that thing. And 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 part of that Whole victim mentality is also seeking counseling, seeking, um, because you gotta, you want to get healed. Like I was saying, when I was going through some things, there was areas in my life where, you know, I was like, Lord, okay, I'm praying, I'm, I'm I believe the word, but maybe I need to talk. Right. Maybe I need to get it. I may not understand that here's some feelings and emotions that I have not, I'll put it, and I'm gonna be out with you. I did put in the back because I had to hope, I had a, six-month-old baby at the time, my son was six months, and to keep working, and I was in a high-profile job, and I had my daughter, and I had my son, and I was a single mom, all of a sudden, and so for me to function, I had to put some things in the back of my head, Right, and it wasn't until years later of being in the ministry and serving, and serving, and, and one day, I really sat there, and the pastor at the time, my pastor was teaching, and he was preaching on forgiveness. And I remember for four years, literally. I walked around in my mm-hmm. for four years. And it was not it was it was a pile like you said, it piled up from my younger years because I got to know through all of that that I was this ankle of his Like, no. I was like, Joseph, you were pushing me to the side, but really I'm the ankle of God's eye because first of all foremost for me to do the work he called me for you to do that's he was going to use that for his warning right but i didn't know for that time so i put these things to the back of my head and at some point in my life I was like okay i got the word i know who I am God was showing me things but i needed an i still knew mm-hmm. that i needed to still talk about some things and and make sure that it was released and i remember one day that that and that's why we need to recognize for those that may be unsaved and may watch this podcast and um, those that may see it again or is looking now. When you decide that you, you want, you want to follow God, that you want to, you want to try God for yourself, that you want to take him at his word, that you want to see that he can truly make something beautiful out of your life because he's not a respectful man. Oh, he is right? not. Right? If, if he did it for me and Minister D, he can do it for you. Right? It, 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 all starts with what you do. Know. See, there's a made up mind that has to happen. And, but when I made up my mind, and I went down there, and I recognized, wow, the enemy wanted to steal my smile. And I remember, you know, when I smiled, somebody was like, you have the beautiful smile in the world. And I was, and it was like, and I said, if you knew what I, what I had to go through, get this smile back. See? If they know what you had to go through, then they ahead But, but a lot of times, it all works with the God. of know There's nothing wonderful about me, per se. But I thank God that today, I can still, I can stand, like on God's word. I do believe that people, you know, they, we need a couch and we need an altar. You know, right. right. But a lot of times the church does not think that we need counselors, that we think we can go to our pastor with everything. Your pastor is not your counselor. He's not a therapist. He's not a a, a clinic. Well, sometimes nine times out of ten, they're not clinicians. You know, we need clinicians. And even sometimes we need medications to get us over that hump because we've been prophesied by some baby. Right? But they have have a combination of that counseling and the deliverance part. You know, because counseling is going to get you to face the demons and deliverance is the right. them so Right. You need all of those. Yo. And when you said that counseling is powerful because um, when I stated when I went to counseling, I'm like, always tell me you could come to me and tell me about me. And the reason why is because I want to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be all that God called me to be because if I'm trying to go out and reach the unreached and touch the untouch, and, and minister to people. I want to be all that God has for me. Now, you may come to me, somebody may come to me, and I have to pray now and make sure the angel's trying to you know, throw me under the bus. But if it's something and I go on the Word and I find in the Word of God that I need to align with, if I need to apologize, I need to apologize. I need to be humble enough to say I'm sorry. You know what? I fell short. And I'm sorry because for me, I was God. I want the spirit. Not only do I want His spirit, I want other people to encounter that spirit through me. I want to be a vessel. And so that's that's how I see it. But yes, yeah, Christ is asking about the healing process and what do you go through. And, and and so the biggest part for me, like you said, was deliverance. Mm-hmm. And I remember, the, I remember the day I got delivered from unforgiveness. I was serving. You had to recognize that you needed to be delivered, right? That's the biggest part of deliverance that that we as individuals and you ain't trying to go to no altar at you could be in your house. So you had to recognize that you needed that, right? And I have a h know I had to recognize it and the the way I recognized it was when I met my husband now, there were things that were coming up. It was things that was happening and I was like, If I don't get free, I'm gonna this could be a blessing, right? And God used that to expose me at that time that I was just so uh, churchy. I was like, oh no, I can't see him. You know, I was just in the door. I don't want to see him in. I don't want, Lord, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to do nothing wrong. I'm like, oh God, and in this good looking man in front of me. But I love God so much that I was like, nothing's going to separate me because my previous marriage, we made each other God. And I said to God, I will never let no other God be before you. None, not my children, not my parents, not my husband. And I meant that thing to the point where, and I in his testimony, we actually stopped being friends because I was like, I can't continue to see you because I'm not. I'm not only want to make it to heaven. I want you to make it to heaven. And we was like, see you. And I wasn't happy about that, but. You had time. I said, God, if He's meant for me, He'll bring him back. Long story short, I was learning. Like, oh, I really didn't forgive about this. I didn't forgive about it because of these feelings was coming up, and so I recognized at that point, if I don't get free, not to just be and get married again or whatever, if I don't get free, I'm never going to walk in fullness for life. Now, I'll tell someone today, forgiveness is a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Not, I'm not going to be closing in and try to make you seem like, oh, you need to see tomorrow. No, you got to go to God like I had to or talk to a counselor, talk to someone and really find out what is these issues in my life that's trying to hinder me. Is it someone calling me a name when I was young? Is it someone, you know, you could feel like being pushed to the side was detrimental to you. I mean, now when I look at certain things, I don't look at it like this because I never lacked. I never, you know, I actually had it better, but because of how my life was set up. Right. Like you said, you got to know who you are, And so that whole process of going to a counselor and talking, and then, like you said, recognizing that day when I came to myself and I was like, I need forgiveness. I really got to let the people that have hurt me and harmed me and did things to me and said things to me, i got to let it go, God. And when that, when the Holy Spirit removed it from me, I will tell you this, the house, the, the light, the, the world, of life, mm-hmm. everything was like, and people would see me when I would go to work, they're like, you look so much lighter. Are you using something <laughs> on your face? And you like? And it was just God for me. Mm-hmm. He has moved that darkness on mm-hmm. me. And I remember my heart feeling lighter. And I'm going to tell you, when you fight to be, when you fight to forgive, you never want to be in that unforgiveness state again. And it's just amazing, like when you go into to, you know, I said, you go going to a building, get into who you are, purpose, you know, because the only way you can get your purpose is deliverance. And, you know, you got to get all that out anyway to get to your true purpose in life in Christ and whatever. It could be a job, a business, but that spirit is holding you back into, from your purpose because you're still holding on those things. But when you're going through the process, it's amazing to me to so have to go and have a conversation with God. And um, why am I, I feeling this way about this I know I've I I seen this person 20 times. Why did give get mad about I see, you know, I already know that this person is with this other person and not with me. You know, I already know that This person is going to be who they are. They're going to be. Why am I reacting like this? If I'm supposed to be deliverance, deliverance is a continual process. I go back to the cave, back to wherever and say, listen, I got some residue on me that has to come out because I got to get to where I got to go to. And if I I can't let it hinder me, the tiniest little thing could be a big to us. And I think we really have to realize that that I constantly give my heart back to God because right. you know that's how things get into us through our heart. I constantly give my heart back to God so that so much to Jackie that I've had to even have conversations about things that God hears us. I've had conversations with Him and say, look, when I first started, you know, I first got separated. I'm separated for six years. I did not date. I did not have sex. You know, I'm living for the Lord, Jesus. (laughs) And that was all my focus. But I'm going to tell you what, one day, I had to have a conversation with God because I had asked him, I said in the beginning of this, I said, don't make any earth or affection or attraction for anyone. I don't want to blemish my testimony in no kind of way. Did you not. The Lord believed to make the decision forward, and um, in that situation that I was in, because he had kept me, but I kept being stubborn. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> surely you're not telling me because I know you're not. And he's like, "I've been told you just do it." Um, but when I did that, and and they have another conversation to allow me to open my heart, to open my eyes, to to whatever you know. Um, to have some kind of traction or whatever it may be. But we gotta, you know, I, I have, to, I constantly have conversations oh my God, let me be mean to this person. If I walk into this grocery store, and the enemy has set me up with an ambush and Jenny from the block is out there. Don't let me react to Jenny. Let me be able to sit there and say, hello, how you doing? Have a good day and walk on I'm not be boozy about it because I can be boozy. And yes, so I don't get stop, sis, you know, activate, faith a little bit and just be you. But knowing that I can do that and I really, you know, I can you give your heart back to God. God, this hurt, this hurt me. It devastated me. I made a mistake. Even you could have been the one made, I made a mistake. I didn't hear you right. I moved too so quickly. I didn't move fast enough. I thought you said this. Constantly going back to him and saying, how do I fix it? Because I want to live in, in my purpose uh, in life. Uh, but how do, I do so you got to have that relationship that in the morning, and I thank God. So it's very important who you get around you, who you have around you. And they are okay with you doing the work. They, they're not going to pressure you to be something you're not, but they're also going to remind you who you are. And right, you are. Amen. So I really, I really think God, growing up in charity and all of these things, and and so when that situation happened with the marriage that was fixed, me, I was I didn't want to be here. I did not want to be here. I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, running for my life. crying baptized? Teaching the Teaching YPWW, standing up there, and was done. I'm just not gonna be here. I, I got two kids about to leave the house. I the enemy had convinced me that they did not need me. Um, all of these things, and I went on to try to end myself. And so God came in; He intervened, and where I wasn't in my house, I went somewhere, and God sent. Multiple angels that day, and I was in a fog. For me, for you, I I was in a fog. I was still not delivered. It wasn't until God gave me people in my life to show me deliverance looked like, you know. And I started doing that work along with the counseling, along with the, you know, at the beginning, the medication or whatever, along with those things, and really focusing on battling. I worked with a mentor for about, three, four years, once every two weeks sitting down talking about what, what happened after this, you know, and she would just kind of like, we would walk through what deliverance looks like for D. Yes. And I, I have to say that it took work because even yes. when we're counselors, we don't come do the work, we never get free. We're never exactly. They give us a plan and a plan for us people of God is right there in the book. It's yes. for the God. He has a plan right now for us. He tells fearfully we're He tells us all these things. He shows us people who have been victorious. He shows us how to even prepare for the worst thing, you know. Even like even with David, you know, David had five pillows. When I realized David had five pillows and it took one to bring Goliath down, everybody think, Oh he only took one but David was prepared because Goliath had four other brothers. I'm going to take them all out. Right. Um, I'm going to take them all out. So even showing us how to prepare for battle and changing our mental mentality and our thought process. And I I will say this is you given me different strategies. I wrote a book, you know, um, everything's going to be Okay. And in my book, I talk about the different things in life that we go through and how, you know, God has really shown me strategies to overcome situations. And I, I constantly go back to strategies. But one, another thing, when a, a good friend of mine, um, Luciana Brown, she, Prophetess Luciana Brown told me one day, told me and some others one day that every morning she sits down in quiet time with God. She don't sit with him. She don't ask him for nothing. And she starts her day, started at 15 minutes and she got to an hour. Talking. No music, no nothing, just heard God. And I do that every day. I try yes. to every day just lay there. I don't want to beg you for nothing. I don't want right. to hear from you. What do you got to say to me? Nice. And That tunes in a voice even more. I'm yeah, sorry. Honey, you said that because that was the next question I wanted to ask is how what did you do to turn from the victim to the victim mentality? mindset? And you just mentioned um, how you did the counseling. If you had to take the medication, how you went through the process of what did the deliverance look like? You use the Word of God. You meditate, right? All of those are tools. And I get before God, and I listen for instruction. I say that to say when you just said meditate. The Word of God even said it. Says it. Meditate day and night. Day and night. And so that's why I'm always like, Lord, when I go, when pastor will tell us, get, in a, get you a Bible read and get you something that you're going through. Um, and I'm just like, Lord, let me meditate on this so. Let me get this word so deep in my heart and in my mind. And that was the one thing that broke it for me when I went through and I was going through. I remember the faith part, but faith without the words is empty. But the trust part that's what God had to do with me because through all of those things and being a victim and being hurt and being this, my trust had been diminished. And I'll never forget, you know, how I had to trust in the Lord. I had to trust in God. And I had to keep, I had to trust in God. And all I would do is we trust scriptures, trust scriptures, trust scriptures. And so when someone let me down and my husband let me down and my kids let me down, I went back, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, in all of your ways acknowledge me, Jackie. Exactly, I'm going to direct you, through. I'm going to tell you how to deal with that problem. I'm going to tell you how to deal with that hurt. I'm going to tell you how to love again. I'm going to tell you how to overcome. But you gotta trust in me. But meditate, and that's so powerful. When you gave us all of those tools that answered that question, I want to ask you, what changed your mindset? I know you said the power of God, the word of God, counseling, what deliverance looked like. You went through what, like you said, being delivered and continuously knowing to be delivered. One of the things you mentioned, I wanted to touch on, you were saying offenses. Like when people do things, you got to constantly look mm-hmm. at your heart and constantly ask God, Lord, take that from me. If it's me, help me. Right. Ride. just cast it at your feet. Free me from it. Deliver me from it. And I, See, that's a big part of how you change the mindset and still continue to change because I know that's a process I, I have to, I have to literally live by that, you know. If, if the things and the places that you know where God takes me, I can't, I ain't got mm-hmm. time to play. It's, it's no, it's like no room. There's it's room for error because it's grace and it's mercy is sufficient. But there's no room for me to know I'm there and, and not try to make it right, you know. Well, what things would you say change your mind that, like, you're in control of your emotions? Well, I have to say, because I think I talked to you about this when we were talking about prayer. Victory, even when you're praying, you got to pray in the spirit of victory, right? It's already done. So it's a posture of victory. I'm not going to lose. You know, there is no way I'm going to lose. You know, he might shift the way the game ends in the end. I might win by five buckets and not by seven, you know, but I'm going to win. So the, the victim has to shift their posture. So even when I pray, Jackie, I don't pray at what was me. I'll be like, oh, this is what the word says. So I pray. I may not call out John 3 and whatever says, but I don't do that. I, I speak when I pray, I pray. If I'm praying in front of someone, I'm praying in my heart, praying the same way. Look, this is what your words say. I am this. This is this. It's not that. So it, was it requires us to shift our posture. The shift our posture. And the only way we're able to shift our, our posture is to tell ourselves the truth. Not a lie. Not a lie. Not a single lie. Even. You know, offense was a big thing of mine. I'd be offended by, them. and then God said, "I know you're not offended. Why do I want to miss out on the blessings of God by being offended by something?" You know what I'm saying? I, so I'm like, I can't, I, I can't even, even with one understanding that people are be who they are. They're gonna make decisions for themselves as to who they're gonna make. They may not choose you to be on the baseball team. I was not the one on the ballot team. We play kickball. I was not on kicked. I was probably one of the last two people that was on kickball. That was kicked. That was fine by me now, but then I would be offended by the fact that I was not kicked with the big kids or the good kids or the fast kids, but I, you know. But I wasn't that. I was who I was. I wasn't the most athletic, right? But God has something in me that is different than He had, right? So, Well, it's a shift in your posture that I can't do nothing but with. because who my father is, I can't do nothing but with. The game set up already to win, so I'm gonna pray a prayer, or I'm gonna lead or something, or I'm gonna speak to you. You know, I'm not gonna be last, even in my business. I I do the same approach in business. I am not last, you know. I am not because I know who I now I have that thing has changed and knowing who you eating yourself, confident word of God, of what he says about you, is going to cause your posture to change. Back to Joelle, if all she was in he, he was preparing un, unbeknownst to her, you know, preparing every day, unbeknownst to her. but she had to do, she had to come up real good to be able to but I'm going to do this. She wasn't no murdering assassin person that was out there doing this. This is like an everyday person that God right, right? So you see the everyday people that God is constantly using too. So we just got to shift our posture in our prayer, the way we walk, the way we talk, the things we do, the way we do them. We got to shift and change our posture to a spirit of victory at all times and, and at all costs. Whatever he says, do you. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's good because we know um, we may have those that may watch this past saves and we we're giving you those principles and those those uh strategies on how you can be successful and, and posture yourself on um, knowing though when you give your heart to Christ, you are on the winning team. Because Jesus he defeated everything for us. And like minister D just said, we are victorious. We already have victory, right? And because we already have the victory, that's why we know we're victors. And not only are we victors, we're kingdom individuals. So we don't walk and live as regular people. We walk with a different understanding. No point that the work has already been done. The Bible says that we are more tri Jesus is the copper. He did it, but we, now he said, go ahead and lay hands on the stick. Go ahead and preach the gospel. He said, come on now. Y'all are able to do the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you that's right. I'm giving you access. Right. So when we know we got access, like you said, we pray for a different dimension. We pray. We right. already know that. We, right. we see feeling, regardless of what we don't see. we know it's already done because the work has already been done. Mm-hmm. So we just have to walk in it, know it, right. like you said, I, and not, believe it. Not, okay. I'm on a different frequency, as they say, in the streets, You know, I'm on a different everything. But I have never, because I don't. We believe in faith. I don't believe like, my, my God, believe like, I don't pay. I don't pay the taxes everybody pays. I didn't. I didn't pay what I what other people to pay for my house and my next house. I don't plan on paying what they pay. My clients don't pay what people pay because I walk in that spirit. I don't pay full price for nothing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't wait on nothing. I'm like, you better know that you, you say, you, you say, cause you may not like me. However, I don't ever, this is a, it's a different thing. So like you said, we gotta know when you're victorious, you have a different level of mindset, a dimension opens up to you, even in those rough times. Even in the times when we don't understand, and Joseph, like I was saying, Joseph, he, he was sold into slavery by his own brothers. They hate his murder, covered him up. They falsely accused. He was falsely accused by a woman who wanted to seduce him, and then because of that, he was thrown into prison. He was forgotten about by a man to whom he had to and had promised. That man had promised to remember him. So Joseph was our, another example. He could have walked. He could have walked around with a chip on his shoulder. He could have expected for everyone to feel sorry for him. But instead of his character allowing him to become the second, hard, mad, bitter, he became the second in charge in the land. Mm -hmm. He did not have a victim mentality in him because when his father died and his brothers were afraid of him, he was more concerned with their workings than he was of his own. And he was able to overcome the victim mentality. Ain't that that something? When people didn't did something, and they they get more, they more feel for how you going to react? But look at it, he, he didn't even react. He didn't even read in Genesis 15, 19, and 21. It says, "And Joseph said to them, don't be afraid, am I in the place of God? See? And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty when we give our hearts to God and we see how much of a mess how we always will need God and need Him. He said, am I not in the place of God? Like, y'all yeah. see what God is for me? <laughs> I'm in a place with God now. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not that Those the God, God. trying to kill. My God, he said, am, am I not in a place with God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for my come on to accomplish what is what is now being done. The saving of many God. Yes. So then don't be afraid of me. Who would go to the same? I will provide you <laughs> a new angels and reassure them. And he spoke it to them kind. See, and that's why I love it because that's, 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 that's how we want to be. That's how, that's the, if I'm not in the back of God, you don't see this abundance I walk in. You don't see the favor God that gave me. You don't see the blessing that either. You don't see how he saved my life. You don't see how the angels protected me. Y'all knew where I was at, but God pulled me out. I of a love. And they something wonderful out of my life and he's still not going to yeah. He did it for you. He did it for me. And he's willing he can do it for any did. of us. Just allow him to do Yes. See, so he's a gentleman. And then look what he did for Joseph. Look what he did for mm. Jesus. I saved mm. him. And he was nailed to the cross. And they accused him. Mm. Mm. And he prayed on the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they did. Mm-hmm. And they would have known I was the savior. If they want to know that I have to fulfill your will, mm. my God. And so I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage each other person as D has encouraged you all tonight. And when you go through, know that this for a greater purpose. When you go through, if we will, and we all got a testimony, we will always have one. And when we when we allow God to do that testimony, he we says we're overcome by the word of our testimony. And so but well, we're able to steer back to those that have looked and seen our lives, they know what God has done for us. It's no good of our own. It's for His glory. But like Joseph said, am I not in the place of God? Am I not in the place of God? And it's by the grace of God. I'm in, of God I'm in this place of God. And I want to stay in this place of God. Because this is the place where abundance flows. This is the place where peace comes. This is the place where joy comes. When trouble comes, yes. But joy and happiness is different. Because see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Me and Dee, and different ones, when I talk to different ones, and we get to talking about the Lord, there's a joy that comes up. There's a, there's a joy. There's a strength that comes from talking about God. And, and, an there's an overflow. Even in the midst of a family, Because we ain't gonna speak what it looked like. Mm-hmm. We gotta speak what the word says. I've never seen the righteous Now they're not breaking bread. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not believe. I am a lender and not a bond. You, mm-hmm. you got to keep saying that thing, like Minister D said, till you believe it. And mm-hmm. then our words have power. It's the most. It's, it's the the most strongest form of faith. It's the most. Strongest form of faith. Why? Because it goes out to a mm-hmm. It goes out before us. Mm-hmm. speak those things. Mm-hmm. Speak those things, and you gotta put it into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? It don't always happen. You may not always get this right away. But when you mess up, you call that thing back. We can't forgive me. Let me take that back, and then take it over. Like you said, when you pray, you're always. Good. And clear. I hear that. You're mm-hmm. always you're, I declare. I you the I, I, I have that authority. I have the authority to shift atmosphere, change situations. I have if, if if Christ Jesus is living within me, his spirit is within me, I have all authority as his child. It's my inheritance. It is my my brother's child. People of God, we got to know that God has promised us something, as Minister Deacon said. If we don't declare and decree a thing, we have not pulled that. Let me tell you, and really understood because you see, they talk about manifesting, but you can't make nothing. You ain't got some. It's not, but you can decree and declare a thing when you're walking in that posture and that spirit of God. All that thing you're trying to manifest, you decree and declare. But you come into Christ and he gives you that strength and that power and down strategies that will keep you from having to go through things or give you things or get you at the top or do whatever, even save you from hurt and harm and danger and you get your children from that even is a whole different, you in a whole different game. It's a whole different thing when you're able to decree and declare a thing, and I mean, and you know, this is what your words say, and you feel it in your spirit. I'm feeling in my spirit. I'm praying, and God is, you know. But I contributed to coming from nothing. Nothing. I know I water in a bath, in a shower, we warm water on the stove to bathe. That was the daily. It wasn't only certain times. It was the day. You know, that was in the 1980s and 90s, y'all, 1980s, 1970s. That was not 1930s. That was life for me as a child, as a a teenager. And to know that I had to go through that, honestly, but probably for this day, for me to tell somebody else, you know what, the Lord said to you to start this business and it's going to cross honestly kingdom people, you know, a lot of people like kingdom people, we don't do that. This is what we do though and this is how God can take a picture out of this. Don't worry about that because this is what he said. I I just, that takes me to a point, I just heard the Lord say how don't describe small beginnings, and people don't know what it costs to have that anointing on your life, right? Mm -hmm. People don't know They look at the outside and don't understand what you had to go through tonight, I'm going to tell someone, don't describe small beginnings. Don't look at your past and let it define what God wants to do in and through your life. And that is the, also the mentality the enemy would want us to stay in. But I didn't have this. I didn't come up this way. This was No. As Minister D is telling you tonight, as a, a woman of, a woman of mm-hmm. God, how she may have, and a lot of us have, had things that wasn't laid out on a plate, but the anointing that someone having in life, and that's why I, we got to be happy that we have different people around us and not Indians because we don't know what they right. going to go through to get right. right? We want people like me to speak into our life and to, to help us and to go to her and use that. I'm gonna get you a pocket but there's attributes in you, right? Because I see it for you. It's evident that when you go in and you do something, you put your heart and your mind to it. God opens up this level to you, you know. He opens it up, you know, but don't nobody know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to encourage someone tonight that that's a yes. She gave God a yes, mm-hmm. a yes, yes, and we all can continue. Like I said, I was on this path on my own, but then God, said, but I had to turn for myself mm-hmm. and look unto God mm-hmm. and say, God, I know that that is there's more. Mm. And there's more you want to do through me and in me. And I ain't go through all of this just to go through. Mm. No, it has to be a purpose, right? It has to be um, a plan. Mm. You got it. I have to stay with God. I have to keep putting it at His feet. Lord, mm. let me love. Let Your Spirit flow through me. Let me be at peace. You know, let me forgive. But it's by the grace of God and so I say that to say tonight, I, I just really encourage those that will have looked at or looking and will look to so remember that there's a purpose yeah. to your pain. Mm-hmm. Everything you went through and gone through, God will use it for his glory and for the upbuilding of his kingdom. And nothing, even when we made the wrong mistakes, even when we, we sometimes look back and say, I could have, would have, should have, God still reduce that thing and get it. Yes in. he will. Because he's not home. Uh, he's got home. And he's not alone. And he's not done with Minister Diggs, he's not done with me. But well, one thing for sure, two things for certain, we have made it up in our mind that we want to stay at the foot of his we want to stay in his feet. We want to keep his word. We wanna be we want to stay on that wall. We want to continue to pray. It's we <laughs> We want to continue, 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 and I encourage you tonight to continue, continue to seek God, continue to pray, continue to hear the voices that, like these ministers said, that's going to speak life to your situation, that's going to encourage you, that's going to help you, that's going to endorse you, that's going to push you, right? Continue to be around that those voices, but most of all, you want to get in a, A a relationship with God and commune with God and meditate on His Word. Pray. Meditate. Because when we meditate, that's Mm -hmm. God speaking back to us. Mm -hmm. That's God giving that download instruction. That's God giving us strategies. That's God showing us where to go, who to go to, who to talk to, who not to talk to. You know, that's God telling us what job to take, what job not to take. I don't care about the money because it was times when I took a job. And I remember, I took this job, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make this money. And I mean, from every minute I walked in that job, mm-hmm. from, from the minute I walked out, the doctor was calling Jack Malayne, Malay. And I was making this money, and I had influence, and I was young, and I was buying everything I wanted. I had dropped probably four kids out mm. in a year because I wanted. So now, Things come up, I'm like, don't let me pray. -hmm. Things come up, don't let me wait. God, do I do this, do I do that? Even when God called me to go into the prison, Lord, you show me that prison to go. If I ain't set, if I ain't cut out for maximum security, don't send me to maximum security. Listen, I ain't got to say yes or no. I trust God so much that He's just gonna be like, they ain't, they've canceled it, or it ain't happening every time. So whatever God told me to go, that's where I trust Him. And if anyone tonight is struggling in the areas of trust, get your scriptures on trust. Write those scriptures down. Meditate on those scriptures. Healing. Get your scriptures on healing. Look at the promises of God. Get those scriptures. God has promised us some things in his word. And God's promises is gaining amen. He don't lie. He man, he do not lie. There's ways to overcome the victim mentality. I want to go through that. And David before we answer that, I will ask you to pray and give the prayer salvation. That's okay. Amen. Yeah. So there's things where God doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't lie to us. Right? The Bible says in Romans 12 and 2, do not perform to the patterns of the world, but be each tree by the renewing of your mouth. The way you get this victim, this over this victim mentality to that victim mentality, don't conform to the patterns of the world because the world ain't that. Listen, it's not going to offer offer us anything Mm -hmm. better. But we can renew our mind, right? Don't conform to it. Renew your mind. There's so much in God's word where we can we can just renew our mind. And so, tonight, I want to give you a couple. A couple scriptures, a couple things here that will teach you and help you to overcome the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. A few practical steps. Remember that there are some benefits to being a victim, right? You get attention, you get validation, you get, you always get the good feelings of other people always concerned about you or wanting to help you out. But on the other hand, it don't last long because you know why people get tired? You still saying you ain't get over there? You still, right? So that that that's short lived, right? And then when you have the victim mentality, you don't have to take any risk, right? You're just living without taking any risks. And life is about taking risks because listen, it says we need to live by faith. If you're a believer, we have to live by faith. because that's how we please God. It's impossible to please God without it, right? And, and then um, if you live with the victim mentality, you don't have to take responsibility because. If you're work becomes easy. But if you want to experience the individual, if you want to experience those things that yeah, it's gonna put you on a different realm, it's gonna put you on a different mindset and way of thinking, then you wanna change that thinking, right? You wanna look at that, okay, I'm gonna be grateful. That's the first thing. You wanna be grateful, Lord. Change it from complaining now to being grateful. Instead of saying, like Jesus said, I can't pay for the AIDS. Lord, I have more than enough. We need to pray that and pray that every Sunday. I have more than enough for my family and friends. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. It says that everything gives thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks. Being grateful is our, is our passport. That takes us into to another realm. Right? So when you find yourself being a victim, just ask the question. Does someone have it worse than me? Because there's always someone that's going to have the worst we We have to be grateful. We have to ask that question. Am I being narrow, or self-centered? Am I just thinking about me? Stop complaining. Forgive. We got to forgive. We have to be able to let it go. And I know it's hard sometimes. I've lived it. I only have to tell you some of the things that I had to walk through. But when I learned to, to forget it, it opened the door for me that I never wanted to go back in. That's why I always say, Lord, whatever this day brings, I don't know what today is going to bring. But whatever this day brings, help me to forgive anyone that offended me, anyone or anything that hurt my children, any situation that I may not know. Help me, Lord, give me your grace and your mercy to understand and to walk in, forgive me, because I never wanted to not smile another four years. Can you imagine? That's, that's not, that's not living life. And I'm sitting in, I'm, I'm, let, I'm letting someone else take my joy. I'm letting some the situations, what other people did for me, take my smile, take my happiness, for me to smile. Don't you know a smile brightens another person's life? A smile is a form of ministry. That's a form of ministry. And that is how we overcome. It says in Hebrews twelve twelve 12 and 15, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths with your feet so that the lame may not be disabled or rather healed. Mm-hmm. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone mm-hmm. and to be holy. Without holiness, no one mm-hmm. will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and no, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defilement. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about today. Then Mr. D said it. We gotta keep our hearts clean, he creating me a clean heart. And, and renewing me a right spirit. And so just like we wash our hands, we touch mouths, we touch this, we touch that. And we wash our hands before we eat. We need to wash our hearts. When that person defends you, wash your heart. Lord created me a clean heart. Renewing me a right spirit. Stop where you are, in the bathroom, in the car, whatever. Lord created me a clean heart. I dare you to start doing it. I guarantee you start driving the halfway beef boy. Before you know it, your heart gonna be like, "Tell me mm. See, the so word of God is powerful; it's quick, powerful. It's every mm-hmm. <laughs> So, when we use the word of God, I only you are know, we walk in power. Our angels now can work on assignment for us. Mm. See? We can call our angels. Come on, angels, mm. heal this wounded heart. Take this offense from me. Come on, Raphael, the healing angel, mm. right? Take this from me, heal my heart. I'm gonna move, move, move forward. Our declaration this year our is here for our is let's go. go, let's go. And so when we think about that, like Pastor said, Pastor Stephen replied, and Pope Pastor said, that is our prophetic push. Okay, and they were saying prophetic push. Yeah, that's what was saying prophetic push. And every time we said it, it's been a prophetic. Mm. I've been like, let's go. Let's mm. What can I do? I'm going be thinking of things to do. Let's go. Give me an idea. Mm. Let's go. The Lord said, "Man, you have been doing all of this. Let's, let's go. go. and Let's do this thing. Yes. Because I done gave you the power to do it. Yes. So on that note, tonight, we're going to look forward to what Minister D is going have for this year, next year, whatever, however God put it on her heart. I want you guys to be encouraged, stay focused, Let's go. Whatever God has called you to, pray about it. But then let's go. Mm. Let's do something. Let's move. Let's walk in faith, mm. and let's declare and decree. his yes, Lord. Lord, you can take the last word tonight, Mr. B. thank you, Father. I just, just in awe. I am just in awe. I am just so grateful for God using you as a vessel. I'm, I am so grateful. I'm, uh, every time I, I, I connect with you even more and more, I see great, just a great, great woman of God. And what you're doing with your podcast, Minister Jackie, i clearing over it that it will meet, reach millions and, and, you know, millions. saving enough that it'll reach millions and God will give you what you need to get access into places that you have never even thought that you needed access into. To be able to be heard, um, and and I just I heard I just heard radio radio segments. I just thank God, you know, He's going to open the door for you to have radio ministries, so that you can get the word out of to people. I just, you know, because God has need of you, and it's bigger than you can even imagine. You can even imagine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pray because this is <laughs> <laughs> um and I wanna pray for whoever hears this and, and and even those who are dealing with some challenges in life and some mental challenges emotional challenges and that know that God is a healer. You know, that He is a source, He is the way, He is the truth, He's the life, He the one way to get you out of your situation. I don't care if you're if you're in a place that you think you cannot ever get out of, you I don't know if you if you think you're in the prison. I, I'm declaring that he takes you to the palace, and you know that he's the one that's going to get you there, and um, that you he gives you what you need, to have the strength and ability to trust and have faith in who he is as your father, so that you can get to where you need to go to, and that you hear his voice clearly. Father, I just thank you, dear God, for each and every one, dear God, that is on this live tonight. I thank you, dear God, for the Remnant Podcast, dear God, and I thank you, dear God, for Minister Jackie, dear God. I thank you, dear God, that you, dear God, have blown your spirit, dear God, upon dear God, every segment, dear God, that you put out there, dear God. But this segment in particular, dear God, I decree and declare, dear God, that every person that is struggling, it will be healed delivered. I plead the blood of Jesus over every distraction, every tormenting spirit, everything that's keeping them up at night, every thought, dear God, that is impure, every suicide, dear God, self-harm, self-hurt, self-hate, God. I declare that it is burnt in the fire in the name of Jesus. I declare, dear God, that they believe, God, doubt, their God, that they are your child, they God, that they are wonderfully wondrously made in your God. I declare that they will not lack anything, dear God, Whether they be in a natural spirit, dear God, that you give them, dear God, godly design strategies, dear God, just for them, dear God, is spend more time with you, dear God, that you give them, dear God, the key, dear God, the key to God, the access that they need, dear God, for the purpose and the plan over their lives, dear God. I cancel the spirit, dear God, of, burn, of bitterness, of strife, dear God. I declare, dear God, that let us see, dear God, even in our dreams, God, what you are doing, dear God, on the other side, dear God, that we know, dear God, there's a purpose in our plan, dear God, for us, dear God. Bigger than, dear God, we even know, God. Let us not that dear God, as a dear God, in one place, dear God, but put a wind of let's go behind. Move forward, dear God, in the things that we need to go into, dear God. I declare that heart dear God is healed. Their God. Every sad face becomes a laughter. God. I declare laughter in their spirit. God, where the enemy has tried to crush them and make them think that useless, they cannot do. God, open their God. Their sight, their God to see yes. that they, their God, are your vessel. Dear God, use them the more. Their God, whatever it may be if in their in the business realm. In a house, dear God, in the in a school system, wherever you use them, dear God, use them for more, dear God, use them to get your victory, get your path, dear God. They do not have a relationship, dear God. I ask dear God, that you, dear God, speak to them, dear God, that even, dear God, that they have a a divine connection, a divine experience, dear God, with you, dear God, the page, dear God, and they know, dear God, you are their and I with you, dear God. Dear God, that every dear God, heart, mind, dear God, struggling, dear God, with identity, dear God, even identity confusion, dear God, that they know, dear God, that they are in you, dear God, that they surrender to God their lifestyles, their situations, their friends that are not, should not be their friends, dear God, whatever it is, not like you, that they surrender to God wholeheartedly, dear God, to you, dear God, and I, God, even dear God, let their families, dear God, show them love and protection dear God. Show them the love of Christ dear God as they're going through transitions and times God, and situations dear God. Get family that's struggling dear God to wonder dear God how am I going to afford this thing God? Let them know dear God that if you you, will not miss anything there will be nothing missing nothing lacking. dear God. I speak to the cupboards in their kitchen dear God it it overflows since I Jesus whatever all the people say can I give you some of this because I got too much. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, dear God. Thank you, counselor, overflow, dear God. You, dear God. The God, they're able to give more than they've ever given God, all their lives, dear God. I thank you God, that they're great hiders and givers in the kingdom, God. That, dear God, they remove the first food, dear God, that comes to you, dear God. That they never miss anything, God. I declare, dear God, a, a, a sniper spirit, dear God, to be able to execute exactly that you want, dear God, that they keep hear your heart in this exact way. I declare, sweet, sleep tonight, dear God, of their heart, to do what you to do. Minister to them in their sleep, God, that they hear dear God what you have to say, God. I declare, dear God, that they hear that they stop dear God from not hearing you asleep, dear God. I declare, dear God, that the fog to their are has been lifted, dear God. Yeah. God. In the harm of their hearts, their God has been missed, their God, their God in their heart will not be hurt, but tender prize them, their God, so that they can, their God, be as you desire for them. Father God, we just thank you and we give you glory, God, and we give you that. And it's in Christ's name, we pray, we cancel out their God any way. retaliation, their God. We plead that this word, that God would do it, it would sit out, it would not, not go, it would not go astray, that it would go right exactly where you wanted to go to get and it will not, not dear God, return voice in the name of Jesus. And if it is Lord, I offer you Christ tonight. I offer you a seat at the table, uh, the divine connection with my Father. All you have to do is say it, say it like this, and I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm just saying to you like this. I, God, I humble myself. I humble my heart. I humble before. Dear God, and I, I declare, I, I know that I'm a sinner. Dear God, I'm a sinner. Dear God, and I'm part of Your glory. Dear God, I today to sin no more. I to live a life God that I come to You, dear God. I accept You as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank You, dear God, that live, dear God, that You have forgiven me, dear God, and I'm walking and living freedom in You. I declare today, dear God, that I, I God, have given my heart to You. God. I thank you, dear God, for dying for I believe your word that it says about me in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for forgiving me and you tonight. I thank you. I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. And if you said that prayer, you are now saved. And listen, heaven are all rejoicing. And we're rejoicing with you. Listen, all things are passed away and all things now become new. You are a new creature. And what you would need to do is um get into a Bible believing church in yeah. place where you can learn the word of God, where you can learn the principle yeah. of God and preach your faith, get around other Bible believing believers and um and just you know, learn and, and walk out into progressive salvation, Meaning need to continuously learn more being more and, and getting more all that you can get from God. I believe tonight and ministry be that those that listen um, something that was said and something that you said that I said will help. Amen. Someone understand that there's a component, there are several components to this and, and we all will be victims at some point in our life, but we have to determine that that we will have to turn from the victim mentality and turn our mind and our mindset to becoming or knowing we are victorious in Christ Jesus because he is the one that gives us ultimately the victory um, so, when you, did, you gave your heart to Christ, you are, you are victorious in Christ Jesus. Continue to fight the good fight of faith, woman of God. Mm-hmm. Continue to love through all adversity. Continue to be who God called you to be. And continue to know that God is on yes. your side. Because you are still here. Yes. You yes. still have a message, and that is a blessing. Thank you. So, I thank you. I'm very humble that you you know, accepted the commitment tonight. I thank God. This thank awesome. you. So, so, so very natural, even though, especially we are. So when you see us here on the podcast, who we are, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 God gets the glory for our lives. So I just thank God for our pastor. I really do. We can listen to all of the podcasts um, and just get connected. We have a lot of wonderful things coming up. Hopefully, some merchandise. So. Stay connected with us, and um, we will be posting on the next time we will go live on Facebook. Amen. I, I really thank you all for how you email me, how you send me prayer requests, how you encourage me through the inboxes and an email. And anyone that has prayer requests, as always, send us your prayer requests to KingdomPower0916 at gmail.com. I'm praying for you. As you send me those requests, I'll email you back. And we're praying for you here at the podcast and believing God for everything you need to do. Amen. You. And so tonight, as we end this podcast, Father, we thank you. Father, we pray over our pastor, Pastor T.J. McBride, my co-pastor, Jermaine McBride, Father, that no weapon formed against no show possible. We thank you that they're covered in the blood. We thank you for the angels that covered their lives. God, we thank you. We thank you for the children, Ashley, Alexis, and Andrew. We thank you for each and every member at our places of worship. We thank you for the body of Christ being whole. We thank you, Lord God, that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And Father, we thank you on tonight for being our everything. And so tonight we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. For you said that if you will be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. That our friend. Amen. So, yes, thank you. Listen. Um, Remit family, be blessed. be blessed. I'll see you next week and um, stay connected with us. We love y'all. Yeah. Have a blessed night. <laughs>